I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed. It was the way that I felt like in my soul, medicine needed to be practiced. It was about, you know, book knowledge is great. It's fantastic because it really helps us understand what's going on. But the problem is, is the mind is so complex. The body is so complex. And so in order for you to really understand what's going on in that body, you can't just look through your book knowledge. You have to understand what the body itself is telling you. This is not your mother's middle age. No longer is waking up each day, living the wash, rinse, and repeat cycle acceptable. We have the life lessons, the relationships, the wins, and the losses with which to navigate to our highest self without hesitation and without fear leading the way. We have been there and done that, and so we have so much to offer the world and each other. So join me on this journey speaking to ordinary women doing extraordinary things for new insights, new ideas, new medical breakthroughs, and new life lessons. You will be inspired to find your best life here and now. My name is Wendy Charles McGuire, and this is your Second Wind Podcast. Today... On the Second Wind podcast, I have a wonderful woman. Her name is Carrie Rohr Pratt. And funny story, I've happened to know Carrie since she was a wee one. And I it's a kind of interesting story because I was lifeguarding at a community in the Pennsylvania mountains where we both have family homes. And she was one of the young ones that would come and dive off the diving board and be fun and little and run around. And then flashed forward, Carrie, you were a lifeguard for my children. That's right. (laughs) And then we would get together and go on runs and stuff. And I remember that you were always talking on, on things that you were experimenting with or trying and was always cool things on the cusp of health and wellness, like yoga and all the benefits and things like that. You were in your twenties and I was already approaching 40 or not maybe even in my forties going, I don't even know what that is really. I was always so impressed. You're a very smart individual and you've always looked to seek to understand why things are the way they are. So I'm so excited that you are on our getting your house in order series. Yeah. Because you've got some great information and things that you're dabbling in that will help our audience. So without further ado, Carrie, start by telling us your health and wellness journey. Well, that starts really young for me, as you said. And one of the reasons that I got more interested in things like yoga and more alternative health is because I was a swimmer and a rower. And I had a coach back when I was, I'd say 14, who would have us do yoga specifically before the rowing practice. So we do yoga and then I get out on the water. And if you've ever been in a boat in a crew race, it is a, <laughs> it's a hard thing. It's a lot of work and a lot of energy and a lot of mental stamina. And what I noticed is when we would do that little bit of yoga, I was so much more centered and so much more focused Mm -hmm. when I was out on the water. And that was really powerful for me. It showed me the 
kind of mind-body connection, if you will, at a young age. And that became something that I became really passionate about. I went on to college and I studied neuroscience in college. I um, then proceeded to go out and I became a wilderness EMT. And then I also worked when I was living out in Montana. I worked on an ambulance out in Montana. So I was working as an EMT in the normal system. And then I would go out and I would lead trips in the wilderness. I didn't know any of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I started, I, I did start out very traditional, you know, in yeah. the traditional medicine pathway, right? But I didn't know if I wanted to go and become a doctor. Like I just wasn't mm. sure. You know, when you're looking forward at in college and you're saying, okay, that's like 10 to 12 years of schooling before I even become like the beginner practitioner or what, you know, whatever it was. And that was very daunting to me because I wasn't sure I wanted to be there. So to commit. Was that, that your trajectory my, when you started all this? It was what I was thinking okay. about. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I graduated college and moved out to Montana. I was doing the wilderness EMT stuff and I was trying to figure out where I wanted to go. I was doing my pre-med schooling out in Montana. And it was one of those things where I started saying, I don't know that I want to be in the traditional medical medicine pathway. So even though I'm in my pre-med schooling, I started going to naturopaths. I started going to osteopaths. Why, why, why? Because I liked the idea that you could incorporate more of the body mind into the practice. It was less about a prescription and a pill. It was more about the whole body health. And that had always been really important to me is Mm -hmm. what is whole body health and why does that matter? And it's because I notice that when I had my mental house in order, I was better at getting my physical house in order, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) The two actually work hand in hand. It's a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, exactly. And so it was it was also a way for me to say okay i don't know much about these other professions out there i want to see what is the difference between them what is a naturopath do what is a you know osteopath do i've been going to medical doctors my whole life so i already understood mostly what they did so mm-hmm. i was very fortunate that the osteopathic doctor that i went to was he focused mostly on manual manipulative therapy and to give you an idea of how popular this guy was in montana at the time back in you know the early 2000s you never had to wait for an appointment. Like in Philadelphia, it's like you make an appointment and you might be lucky to get in like in three or six weeks to see a doctor. Mm, Out right, there, right. You, you could just basically like call them up and be in that week. And with this guy, it was three months. I had to wait three months to get into his practice. What kind of doctor is that for, so for me and those who might not know? <laughs> yeah. So osteopathic medicine, they, you know, it's kind of very similar to a traditional medical doctor, but they have an added component where they look at kind of the alignment of the spine health and not all osteopaths choose to follow the osteopathic manual manipulation, which is kind of similar in philosophy to chiropractic health, where when the spinal alignment is proper, then all of the chemical transmissions and the messages that the body sends can be sent more efficiently, basically. Okay. Um, Okay. You know, that's, that's my basic understanding, but you also have the ability to, you know, uh, prescribe medication. And so it is, it's kind of a little bit more to Eastern medicine than a traditional MD, but osteopathic doctors can and do function in the regular medical system. Okay. Um, so there's not much, you know, there's not a huge difference if you're going to an MD versus a DO, unless the DO is choosing to practice more towards the holistic side of the medical spectrum. And so one of the things they learn in the DO practice is this osteopathic manual manipulation to keep the body's alignment. And he was brilliant at that. Um, you know, he was 
helped me a lot with like my knees and my alignment and everything like that. That was going to be my question. Why were you even seeking him out? Yeah. Cause I have had kind of knee dysplasia since I was a young kid. And the problem is, is it doesn't hurt me on a general everyday basis. It's just when I decide that I want to run or I want to do, you know, something that is pretty intense to the joints itself. Okay. So I was going to see him a for that and B to see what is a DO. You know, if I'm looking at alternative practices, what is a DO practice versus a traditional, you know, medical doctor? And, and like I said, he specifically specialized in the manual manipulative uh, osteopathic therapy. And he also, as a side um, note, was really into energy medicine. And so he was my first real kind of entry into the energy medicine spectrum. You know, I actually, that's not true because I'd done Reiki. I, you know, I got, I did my level one and my level two Reiki and I enjoyed that. And when I was doing my yoga, I had a lot of, you know, energy work in that way, but this was using energy from a medical standpoint, working with the body itself. And so I had gone to Southeast Asia as a program and I wanted to travel out Southeast Asia before I went on, on my quest to become, you know, an osteopath or a naturopath or whatever it was going whatever to be. Whatever it was meant to be. Whatever right. it was meant to be. I was going to take time off before I committed mm-hmm. myself to schooling. And so I went to Southeast Asia and I came back and I had the intestinal, you know, I'd eaten something or done something. I had a fever. I had my Oh, when my you came home? When I came home. Yeah. Okay. We went to a resort town the last week. You know, I think I ate a salad. They tell you not to eat salads and stuff like that. And I think I ate a salad and on the plane, I started feeling wonky. And the next day I had, you know, the symptoms of, you know, Montezuma's revenge type thing. Oh, wow. Um, I remember this. Yeah. And he was actually, I had had an appointment with him for the day after I got back. And there was no way I was canceling that appointment because it would take me forever to get back in. Right. So I go in and he said, well, you know, you're experiencing this stuff. Can, can we try body talk? And so body talk was one of the practices that he was working with. And so. I just thought of a Lillian Newton-John song when you said. Um, yes. I, but most anyway. people do. Most people do. That, what does that <laughs> mean? Body body talk. Talk. Are you like, yeah, what are you going to say to my stomach? What, yeah. what, is what are you going to talk to me about? So he used muscle testing to figure out what was going on in my system. And he discovered that there was microparasites in my intestines. And yeah. he did a technique, a tapping technique, basically told my body, this is the problem going on. This is where you need to focus your energy. And we're going to do this tapping technique so that your body mind can direct its focus towards the intestines so that intestines can take care of this issue. Like tapping, with- like tap a... Tap your finger, tap on something. So with body talk, we tend to tap on the head, we tend to tap on the heart, and we tend to tap on over the intestines. Like so with your hand? With your hands, with your hands. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are so many different tapping techniques. There are ones where you tap on the meridians. There are, you know, ones where you just tapping in general is actually a very powerful way to direct the body's attention somewhere. Interesting. Okay. And so I walked out of his office and my intestines cleared up and my feet, you know, my headache and fever and everything just like cleared up. And I was like, whoa, wait, right away. Like within a couple of hours, I was, oh. I was floored. I couldn't believe how well it had worked for my body 
And so he had told me, I, I think I called back and he told me that there was an upcoming training on body talk, like their, their level one and two that was coming into Montana at that time. Cause there was an instructor that taught it out there. And so I signed up for the class. I was like, I canceled one of the trips I was going to go on. And I signed up for this class. It was in July and I was, you know, moving out of Montana, I think in August or, you know, and I was amazed. I was absolutely amazed. It was the way that I felt like in my soul, medicine needed to be practiced. It was Mm -hmm. about, you know, book knowledge is great. It's fantastic because it really helps us understand what's going on. But the problem is, is the mind is so complex. The body is so complex. And so in order for you to really understand what's going on in that body, you can't just look through your book knowledge. You have to understand what the body itself is telling you. Hmm. And muscle testing can be a great help for that. It can direct you to a part of the body that you might not even be looking at. And it might be that part of the body that's using so many resources in the body to try and heal and deal that it's ignoring everything else. And it might be a physical thing, or it might be something that's emotional. It might be a massive amount of stress because you're dealing in your relationship, right? Uh And so being able to hone in on where the body needs support so that it can then start to distribute its attention and energy and reserves to the other places in the body that need help and support is a huge thing. It's wow. It's essential. Because now people, I would say a lot of people say, well, I, I have a headache and we'll take you know, the Advil or the Tylenol or something, but your headache is actually telling you something. Yeah. It's just, right. It's and, it's, yeah. and if it's you keep symptom. ignoring, it's not, it's ignoring. not a cause, you know, I once heard somebody say salicylic acid, right. Those ibuprofens and everything like that. That's right. A lot of them are salicylic acid. Somebody said to me once a headache is not because your body lacks salicylic acid, you know, like uh, the, the idea, you know, and yes, absolutely. It certainly can help. But if you're having chronic headaches and you're just thinking, I'll just take an Advil when I get it, you're really ignoring underlying conditions that are creating. And so if you really want to go on a health journey, if you really want to find how to create better health in your world, in your life, it doesn't just affect your body. It affects your relationships. It affects your children. If you're a mother, it affects, you know, when you get a headache, like world can shut down. The world can shut down. You're irritated and you're angry and you know, whatever it is, especially if it doesn't go away. So that one man was a huge change in the way that I thought about how I wanted to move into a medical type profession. Through personal experience, which is personal experience. That's amazing. And, And I'm sure you didn't think he could actually solve your aching and fever and stomach issues when you walked in there. You, you might have no, I thought it was crazy. Think tapping on this is gonna help. Okay. I, thought was right. I was like, yeah, sure, go ahead. Yeah, you know, why then, not? I'll try it. You're you and know, then, you, bam. You and then of course, of course, the universe was in alignment with him then you then calling and then him then sharing yeah. this information for you. Yeah. So you went and did this. Course. And, and you know what's amazing is what? in that course, you know, he was Dr. Sam to most of his clients. And I want to say that 80% of that course were his were his clients because they had experienced oh. such positive results from him right. saying, Hey, do you mind if I, you know, do you mind if I do this? Oh, that's, so, but that's such a testament to him and his practice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It really is. And so yeah. then I decided, you know what, this is what I want to study. And so mm-hmm. I scrapped my, you know, around the world plans and I scrapped my, I'm going to be, you know, studying for the MCAT or whatever it is. And, and I started studying body talk and wow. 
I love to learn. And so body talk just really quenched that need for understanding and knowledge and, you know, taking courses on anatomy and physiology and understanding the pathways and all that other stuff. And it's actually, it was based, the, the man who developed it is an Australian. He was an acupuncturist and there's a lot of principles of acupuncture in body talk. And so, you know, a couple of years down the road, you know, I opened a, a wellness practice and my challenge was that I also opened, I opened a large, it was three um, rooms, but when I'd gone to a yoga studio, they basically said, you know, you don't make money off of the yoga, but you make money off of the clothing or you make money off of the, you know, the accessories. So when I decided to launch this wellness practice, I was in Massachusetts at the time, Western Mass. I thought, you know what, I need to have, you know, supplements and superfoods. And, and clothing and gifts. And, you know, like I need to have the other things that'll make the money and then we'll have these treatment rooms and people can experience wellness. And so therapists could come in and rent the rooms and it was really nice, but I found myself not practicing because I was doing inventory and I was oh, tagging things and I was doing, I became person. a business person, you know? So that was, uh, you know, eventually I decided this is not where I want to be. I want to be helping people. And so that's when I went back to school for acupuncture because I'd found that I'd gotten away from the wellness and I wanted to understand the core of what body talk was um, from a deeper level. And, you know, since then I've studied a lot of really wonderful things. I've studied something called Diksha, the oneness blessing. I went to India for a month on a silent meditation retreat to learn this energy work. Um, I've studied. Oh my uh, gosh. Yeah, it was amazing. It was beautiful. You're a um, plethora of information. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then I also, I, I studied something called resonance repatterning, which I find very powerful for myself and for the people that I use it with. And it's which basically, is. so it's basically, I think the best way to describe it is from, you know, an experience that I had that really shows how powerful the practice can be. My husband had driven my car um, up to our place in the Poconos where my parents have a spot where I know Wendy from. <laughs> and uh, he got out of the car and I have, you know, I had these little doohickey. I had like my little angel hanging from the rear view mirror. And I have, <laughs> you know, my car's just got, you know, a crystal or whatever it is. That, it's Carrie's you know, car. I feel, yeah. Joyful, you know, things that I like to put in there and they were all gone. He'd taken them down. I don't know where he'd put them, but I, you know, immediately it goes into my head. It's like, he doesn't love me. He thinks what I do, you know, what I do is terrible or, you know, you just get that massive amount of self-doubt when, when you interpret the actions of another person as it relates to you, right? Yeah. And so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to a resonance repatterning session on myself. And so I you know, ran away. I was like, somebody take the kids. I need to do this. And you're telling because them I'm going because my husband took down my crystal people. My crystals are gone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. But I knew that I, it would fester and I would accuse, right? I would mm -hmm. come back and I would accuse and I would accuse out of my own insecurity rather than what actually happened. Right. So I went and I worked on the session and I came out of the end of the session and it was like a, a switch came on. And all of a sudden it was like, huh, when he drives the car, he can have it exactly like he wants it because he's mm -hmm. driving the car in that moment. It has nothing to do with me. It has the fact that he's in the car, he's driving. If he doesn't want something swinging on his rear view mirror, you know, which could be a hazard to him. And I was so neutral. I lost any mm. trigger around the fact that, and so it's not that you don't have to have the discussion afterwards, but the discussion comes from a place of neutrality. Wow. And then I could ask him, I, you know, I think I walked up to 
him and I said, so, so what, what do you do with all my stuff? And he's like, oh, it's in the glove compartment, you know? And it was, that's all it was. It wasn't, why did you take it down? You know, right. not <laughs> escalate. So escalation. So talk about the ways that we self-sabotage, the ways that we create internal stressors, the ways that we create an internal dialogue that doesn't serve us all from our own belief systems, right? Mm -hmm. The ways that we might see the world negatively because of experiences that we've had or the way we've grown up, the way our, you know, our parents taught us or something that happened in school or something that happened with our peers. We all have those situations. We're all human, Mm -hmm. right? So do we let those situations control our lives? Do we let them um, create the patterns? Yes. You mean, like, because you've the had patterns. these patterns, right? And you keep re-upping and renegotiating these patterns. Yeah. And are you saying that that? I mean, I would imagine you're saying that transcends directly into our health. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because your mindset is a huge factor in your health. Yeah. So I'm now beginning. You know, it's January, right? So, so it's January. A lot of people have their New Year's resolutions. They want to get healthy. They want to get fit. They want to create things that are healthier for their bodies and their systems. And I'm actually starting, there's a a supplement company that I work with a lot. It's really incredible. And they're starting something called the Whole Life RX, which is a 12-week program. And it is a wonderful program because it's a lifestyle medicine program, but it's built on five pillars of health. So it's built on detoxing because we do, we have to get the toxins and chemicals out of our bodies. That's part of the reason we age. We are aging because our cells can't function as efficiently as they could if we didn't have toxins and chemicals. And even if you have the cleanest diet in the world, you're still breathing in air. You're still, you know, walking by places. You still might have furniture in your house that is off gassing. Yeah. Let me just share. Yes, please uh, tell me about it. Heavy, heavy metal toxicities. Yes. You've got. I am a clean eater, and anybody who knows me knows that. And I always have been. And it's very interesting. And we finally figured it out. It's my well water. Oh no! So yeah, so we finally I got the big filter softener, whatever it is, yeah. put on. So we'll, we will retest this in like six months. But yeah, out of control, heavy metals, which then bring on adrenal fatigue mm-hmm. and all the other things that come, just so many trickle down effects from things that you didn't even know you were doing. And I loved my well water and I thought I was yes. so smart drinking it and not having water out of plastic bottles for those toxins. Yeah. So here you go. And you didn't even know. Yeah. So that just you, everybody, even if you think you are the perfect eater, just by living in our world, we have toxicities, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So everybody should detox. Everybody okay. should detox. And one of the challenges is as we age, you know, we get caught into patterns, right? So how does our body detox? It talks through the lymph system, through the lymphatic mm-hmm. system, right? So when you're a kid, you're a lot more water. You've got a lot, you know, your muscles aren't tight. You're not restricted in your lymph flow as much. You're moving around a lot more. You're mm-hmm. much less likely to gain the toxicity unless you've got a really terrible diet or live in a you know, place or drinking bad water, or, you know, what have you. But as we get older, as we start hitting our 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, the way that our body kind of molds itself to our activities really does reduce the way that our lymphatic system is working mm-hmm. unless we are doing 
things to actively work the lymphatic system, right? Right. So detoxing is important. Working on regenerating and practices that help your lymphatic system. And we also get comfortable, right? Because one of the best things you can do to help support your lymphatic system is do the alternating hot, cold shower. Ah! Every time I know, right? And every time I get in the shower and I think, oh God, I have to turn it cold. You know, and it's it's really hard to do it that first time. And then the hot, cold, hot, cold, and I feel great. I walk out of the shower and I feel amazing. <laughs> You know, and after the second time, it's not as cold. It doesn't feel as cold, even though the water's just as cold. But practices like that, we, we don't like being uncomfortable. And you don't have to do, there's other practices that, that aren't like hot, cold showers. But but things that we can do to kind of push ourselves a little bit, get a little bit uncomfortable, mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. can be really helpful. Because yeah. we're comfortable in our food choices. We're comfortable in our movement choices or lack of movement choices. We're comfortable yeah. watching TV. You know, we've got to push a little bit if we want to get health back into our lives or sustain health. You know, somebody once said, you know, if you don't take time for your wellness, you will make time for your illness. Ooh, isn't that powerful? Drop the mic. I know. Right. Yeah. We may have to write that down. So big words. I do. I've got got it on my wall. Yeah. Detox is the first one. Well, detox is the, so it's based on the pillars, but yes, you start with a detox. Um, And then we look at nutrition and then we look at the mindset. Mm. We looked at movement and we look at restoration. Those are the the five pillars. And a lot of that comes down to detoxing the body. And then we talk about the microbiome. So the microbiome are the organisms in your intestines that help to transform the food. And it's a huge integral part of our immune system. So talk about, you know, COVID-19 and these other things that are happening. If we want to have healthy, strong bodies, Mm -hmm. we really do have to have healthy microbiome. A healthy gut. Healthy gut. Healthy gut is huge. And it's not just for our immune system. It's not just for detoxifying because that's where we also detoxify. So if you don't have a healthy gut, you're not detoxifying. If you don't have a healthy gut, your immune system is going to be lower. And if you don't have a healthy gut, it affects your brain. There's a lot of studies that show the direct correlation to gut toxicity or gut immobility or gut pathology in relation to the brain. So we're talking about dementias and Alzheimer's stuff like that. So long-term. So the problem is, is short-term we think, well, it's not that big a deal. You know, I might not go to the bathroom every day, but whatever. Well, long-term that is going to severely affect your health. Wow. So moving through a program like this is I think essential for everyone. And I love that this program also incorporates, it's the mind, body, spirit. It's not just what nutrients do your body need. It incorporates all the other stuff that I work with that we've talked about earlier, which is the the mind, body, spirit. How do you show up for yourself every day? Wow. Right. And that's kind of what second wind is all about is now's the time to take care of everything, not just how do you get your house in order? Yeah. How do you get your house in order? How do you get your life in order? How do you get your soul in order? Yeah. And you know, we've got a a society that's obsessed with things like longevity and beauty and looking young forever and stuff like that. Well, guess what? One of the best ways you can continue looking young and feeling young is getting your house in order, getting your your lymphatics moving, getting the injections, right? Not the, uh, not the fake eyelashes or yeah, I guess you can lay there and they 
put eyelash? I don't know. That's the whole yeah. Yeah, they attach <laughs> to, to look young, I guess. So tell me about this. I mean, this is amazing. And Carrie, I didn't even know about all this that you have done and how well-versed you are and, and all the information you have. I'm super excited to find out about the program. Like, what, what does it look like if somebody said, oh, like if they're listening right now and they are intrigued by what you're saying, what does it look like? What would that take me through that? So it's all going to depend on where each person is when we start into the program. In general, people can start right in into the detox, but there are some people that will need to move a little bit slower in the program, depending on how well their liver can work with their body and detox their body, how, you know, how efficient their biliary systems, the bile that helps to that actually the bile system actually helps to create the motility in the intestines. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's all going to depend on on where you're starting. If you're relatively healthy, then yes, you can probably start jumping into the program. And it's has that mental component because initially for the detox, you're doing two really powerful shakes a day and then eating a healthy non-inflammatory meal. So there's a lot of- you're not starving. You're not just drinking water. No, no, you're getting like 40 grams of protein a day. You're getting like 18 grams of fiber a day. You know, you're getting all of the micro and macronutrients that you need. It's just, we're so used to having physical food, right? Right. Even, well, I should call it, I don't even know if I should call it food. You know, some people are eating processed chemicals rather than food. So it's an adaptation, but it's not because you're not going to be getting enough calories. It's how do you deal with your absolute love of six cups of coffee a day? Because that's mm-hmm. a really toxifying thing to do to your body. And, and we can't keep pushing your adrenals that hard if we are going to be trying to clean out the body. Right. Right. It needs so, a break. so it needs a break. And there's a lot of people that it's really a challenge. They don't want to give up dairy, even if it's just for a little bit. They don't want to give up gluten because the gluten in our systems, you know, is actually can be a challenge for people. And we won't know that until we've gotten the body clean enough to understand what's going on. And then we can start to look at how do these foods affect our health? Do they affect our health? Right? Right. Carrie, so so that's the challenge, right? Is how do you, if somebody comes to you and says, well, I really want to do this and I want to work with you, Carrie, and then you sit with them and and here's the plan and you unfold it for them and unpack it. And then they just aren't willing to give up stuff. What do you attribute that to? How do you then help get over that barrier? Because it's, it's a barrier. It is. It's a huge barrier. It's a huge barrier. And I myself has had that barrier. You know, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about going into this program is I have three kids. I was, I wasn't just sleep deprived over the course of the last seven years. I was massively sleep deprived. I mean, my Mm -hmm. last one, my third one had me up every two hours for a full year, almost a year and a half. And I literally couldn't function. Like I stepped away from my wellness practice. I started selling really wonderful wine as a result because I needed something to do, but I was not cognizant enough to be able to function from a wellness capacity for my clients Mm -hmm. because I was so sleep deprived. So then as I started to get my health back together and my wellness back together, I was still craving chocolate Chocolate. every day. Lots of chocolate. Yep. Because my adrenals were so fatigued. That was my go-to. I wasn't, I never really drank caffeine before. So 
that's that was never my trigger, but chocolate was. So what's it in chocolate that your adrenals need? So there's caffeine in the chocolate, but then there's also sugar, Mm. right? So you're giving yourself the sugar high when it's little energy boost, energy boost. Right. And so that's definitely, it was really hard for me to wean, (laughs) wean myself off of my chocolate addiction. Still, I still will have sugar cravings and it is a struggle. So what do I do when I am in that situation? (laughs) I go work on myself. I start to dive deep into what is this? Why do I need this? Why is this so essential? What is it calling up for me? What is it soothing in me? What is it replacing for me? And I start to look at how can I do that in another way? Mm, Transfer that. How can I, well, transfer it or how can I work through it? Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what the tools of the energy medicine are. The body talk and the resonance repatterning are the tools of working with our own self-sabotaging mechanisms. So you're able to talk to someone as someone who's been there, done that. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard. And so, and it may be that people start on the program and they say, I'm just not willing to give all of that up. But then they start feeling better. Right? But it's so not even, for forever. You're not getting for forever. No, and it's not only forever, but it's like, you know, well, we can do a more gentle detox where maybe some of that stuff, maybe we just cut it down to, you know, half of what you were doing currently. And then we see, can we move to to less than half? You know, can we because yeah. you know it's not nobody wants to just throw themselves off a cliff, right? I mean, it's right. it's that's not necessarily practical unless, unless you're really sick, right? Right. If you are, if you you have bad symptoms that you know that it's a challenge for you later on in life or you're facing some really difficult decisions because of your own health, mm-hmm. then maybe you have motivation. But mm-hmm. I'm hoping that we can start people before they get to that problem. Right. You know, and you and I know, you know, people say, oh, you know, these these things can be expensive. It's like, well, they're a tenth, a thirtieth, a hundredth of the cost of, of what healthcare costs can end up being if you have, if you develop really bad diseases and issues, right. and genetics. And, right. and let me say, I've studied a lot in genetics. You do not have to live out the genetics that you have. Right. You don't have to unlock it. You don't have to unlock it. Yep. It's there. It's there, but it doesn't have to express. And if you, unless you were born with it, unless you were born with it, the likelihood of you being able to stay healthy and strong if you run yourself is higher. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why we start getting these challenges in the 40s, 50s, 60s. It's because we've lived life and and that's great, but let's let's try and slow that stuff down too. Yeah. It's time to regroup. And I have had a guest on who hadn't had REM sleep, restorative rapid eye movement and restorative sleep in over 20 years. Oh, that's so taking exhausting. a full ambient every single day because of wow. everything that was going on in her life and ended up having thyroid cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's what happens. And I think that we as human beings here, especially in the United States, need to realize it's going to catch up with you. Yeah. In yeah. So that's a really good point, Wendy. So, cause when we're talking about some people think I'm healthy, I don't have any challenges and stuff like that. So what are some things to start looking at? Bowel movements, you know, having- well, I was hoping we'd talk about poop. Go ahead. Yeah. You love it when I talk to you about <laughs> 
No, you do. <laughs> so one to two, maybe even three a day is what's healthy. It's That means your body is moving the food through, it's eliminating, and the food is not stagnating in the system. Because when the food right. sits and stagnates in the system, it creates more toxicity. And it usually means too that we're also feeding the gut microbiome, the quote unquote bad bacteria. Bad guys. But rather than the good. And you're always going to have bad guys and good guys. It's just in what balance. Right. Carrie, right? I can't tell you how many women I know who don't go potty. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. So that is an early indicator of long-term health issues. Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Sleep. Like you said, that's how we restore. That's how we nurture. Um, If you're having trouble going to sleep, if you're getting up in the middle of the night to pee a lot, that's uh, from a Chinese medicine standpoint, that is an indicator that, that we need to work on your system because you're not supposed to be waking up throughout the night. Hmm. Right. Let's talk about headaches. We were talking about that before, right? If there's a chronic kind of residual repetitive headache, that could be a toxicity. It could be a structural issue. It could be, you know, a mental psychology issue, you know, depending on, you know, how we hide from things and what we do to sabotage ourselves. Yeah, favorite daughter, Erin, who is a tennis coach. Yeah. He has headaches, I would say almost every day. Yeah. I'm going to sign her up on your program. So be awesome. Yeah. We're going to do it. And then, you know, it's just little things like that. Things that we don't realize are patterns. High stress mm-hmm. levels are so toxic to the body. Yeah. Um, so how do you start regulating your stress levels? Even if you have a stressful job, right? How can we bring in practices that help support the reduction of stress? Because what happens, we're a coffee culture. And as we use coffee and stimulants to mitigate our stress, we're actually kind of chipping away at our longevity. I had a, a teacher once talk about our inherited like lifespan, right? So we have this inherited lifespan in Chinese medicine, and this is our jing. It's it's what we get from our mom and dad. And it's, it's the amount of energy that we have to live our life. Mm-hmm. And every day through our breathing, through our food choices, through energy, through movement, we can create the energy that we need to sustain us through the day. And we don't have to tap into this jing supply. So the jing supply is something that when it's gone, it's gone, we're gone, right? And so, but it's like a bank account. We don't know how much money has been deposited into this bank account. And there are certain things in our life that pull from that bank account more intensely. And things like stimulants, Mm-hmm. Like coffees, like, you know, you have to be taking the five hour energy all the time, you know, vitamin B is a better way, but any of those highly, highly caffeinated beverages, if you find yourself falling asleep kind of at three o'clock, four o'clock, yet in the middle of the day, you get really tired. Those types of things are saying that means we're not making the energy for that day that we need to utilize in that day. And instead we're pulling from over here. Oh, wow. You know, so that can also be down to food choices. It can also be down to how well our body processes our food. You know, mm-hmm. can we make the, Pulling the nutrients out that can we pull the nutrients out? And so it's all tied together. So just look at what are the habits that we sustain ourselves with? And are we okay with those habits? I'm not telling people that they need to, you know, live longer, healthier lives. They might just say, I want to, you know, go hard and pack it in earlier, go hard and deal with the consequences later. And that's, that's fine too, but make sure you're making that choice. That's the important piece. Right. It's better to have the choice than- Is it the conscious choice? Are you saying this is my conscious choice rather than I'm using these things to feed my, you know, escapisms or- 
feed my demons. Right. right. Oh, there's so much to it. So yeah. Carrie, how I'm like excited. So how do we do this? So I have a website. It's carriepratwellness.com. Spell it out, baby. Yeah. www.carrie, C-A-R-R-I-E, Pratt, P-R-A-T-T, wellness, W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com. Okay. You can also find me facebook.com backslash Carrie Pratt Wellness or instagram.com backslash Carrie Pratt Wellness. And I have information on my website. I think what we'll do is I'll see if I can set up a code for your listeners. So anybody that is listening, we can you know figure out a way to get them a discount on the program if they want to enroll in the program or if they want to book a consultation with me. And so we can put that in the show notes for you. Oh, that would be fabulous. Yes. And on our Facebook page, My Second Wind. Yes. Because that's where I put a lot of that stuff too. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Thank you so much, Carrie. I will be partaking in your journey. I'm on all kinds of journeys. (laughs) I mean, I just for, for the sake of testing this out for my listeners, I'll probably just have to, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and thank you for reminding me because my Facebook page to get to it, it's uh, facebook.com backslash Carrie Pratt wellness, but the name of the page is journeys into wellness. So journeys into wellness. That's what we're doing. So hopefully we'll, as we go through with this program, we'll start to get, you know, people's feedback and their journeys and start to, you know, I love that. Carrie, tell me this, like what's next for you? Like, well, first I have a a question before that. So don't answer. The first question is what keeps you going every day? Oh, that's a great question. I'm really lucky because I wake up excited to learn more. You know, I'm one of those moms who I love being a mom, but I need other things in my life because if I don't, I stagnate. And so for me, the learning and the growing process is huge. And that's one of the reasons why I like working with people. I mean, in my, in the wine business, I help coach women. Oh, we can put that, we can put that link up there if people are interested in the wine as well. I help coach women to be successful in their own businesses. And I just, I love that interaction and that way to support people to work through what they need to work through. So they and you're really good at it. You're very, very good at it. You You are for sure. And so being excited every day, do you ever have days where you're down? What do you do to get yourself going again? So it's, I have to think back on what I used to do to get myself going. I think I just, I take a day off. The reason I say I have to think back is my kids are up at like 5.30 and 6 o'clock in the morning. There's no option to not get out of bed. Right. For me now. But back when I didn't have my kids, I I would find a novel. I would find an easy to read novel and I would disappear. And I would disappear for a week sometimes. I would I would just kind of go dark as I would say it and just dark. Go internal and feed or nourish whatever it was that I needed to nourish at that moment so that I could come back and be out in the world again. Because, yeah, of course I get those days. Yeah. You know? Everybody has their little tricks. So Everybody it's to share those with people so they can think about how they can maybe utilize some of them in their own in their own lives. Yeah. And that's hard to do for some people because, you know, like, like I said, right now I'm a mom, so I have to show up. You're not saying, okay, kids stand right there. I'm going into a room. Well, I, you know, I'll get a sitter and I'll go out for a walk. I'll get a sitter and I'll take a bath and I'll read and I'll know that I need to pack that right into a small period of time. Right. Because it's not like I can take a week anymore to do that. And it's right. And I was lucky because I always had jobs that I have to show up. I think it's really important to have a passion or 
or I don't want to say an obligation because that makes it sound too heavy, but something that you have to show up for because you'll better just taking that first step and acting on it and having to show up for it is important. It'll push you through things that you wouldn't believe that you could get through. Yeah. That's a recurring theme with many of my guests is showing up, show up. Those words keep popping up. That's interesting. Yeah. But ah, what's the, what's next for you? Well, right now this this is launching this launching. Um, program. It's going to launch uh, the second week in January, so just after the twelfth. So that's really where I'm going with this. I'm hoping to see how I can mentor and support um, people. It does not just women, but people in their life and in their health. So it's really exciting. Oh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to share this program with people and maybe maybe get some some people around the world to try your program and then also share their success with it. Yeah. On second wind, you know, yeah, and, and because- maybe have you come back and share how it's going and what things you found and the success you've had. Yeah. I'm super excited for that. Well, Carrie, thank you so much for being part of our series, Getting Your House in Order. Wendy, thank you for having me. It's such a pleasure to talk to you all the time. And so I love when we get to connect in in different ways. It's so great. Yeah. Quite a history there. (laughs) It just keeps going. It's really neat. So your children will be doing something with my grandchildren, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) However that turns out. Right. They can be uh, babysitting them somehow. Yes. Yes. So thank you, my sweet friend. And here's to your health and remember to breathe in your second wind. That's right. Thank you for listening today. I hope that something you heard made you smile, made you think and made you feel. If these incredible stories empowered you, awakened you, or left you feeling inspired, make sure to share with a friend and write us a review on iTunes so we can continue to change lives through this content. Make sure you tag us while you're listening on our Facebook group, My Second Wind, or hit the link in the show notes to join the conversation. Until next time, go ahead and breathe in your second wind.